Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Paralegal Voice here on Legal Talk Network. I'm Carl Morrison, an accredited legal operations professional and advanced certified paralegal, and your host of the Paralegal Voice. Well, guys, this is it. This is my last show. I am retiring from the Paralegal Voice, the podcast. Sad to say, but I've had a great time being your host for so many years, picking up the baton from Vicki Voison. Uh, if you can believe it, 2017, that was when I first started as the host of the Paralegal Voice when Vicki interviewed me uh, and passed the baton on. And it's been a fantastic ride. And I've so enjoyed all the shows that I've done um, over the years. And um, I know with our host, the co-host, which is now the, the main host, Jill Francisco, you guys are in great hands with um, future shows that I know that she's going to be doing great uh, work for you guys. So I kind of wanted today's show to, to be a little bit of a reflection, reflection of the year, reflection of my time as the host on The Paralegal Voice. And I kind of want to start with this year, particularly. I mean, We've had an amazing year, right? And I can't believe it's December. Christmas is just around the corner. I'm looking at on my desk, and I have a little Christmas tree that I always put up every year on uh, my desk. And I'm like, I can't believe I've put that up. It's Christmas. Wait, what happened? I was just doing a show at the beginning of the year about the trends for 2022. And the top 12 trends that I was foreseeing for the year. And it's funny because I was kind of looking back, looking back at and listening back at that particular show that I did. And it's funny because not that I was looking into any crystal ball, mind you, but a lot of what I was seeing in the way of trends were really trends that did actually reveal themselves in, in full glory, I guess you could say. I mean, like one of the things that I talked about on the show, and of course you can go back and listen to all the past shows that I've done, um, but you can listen to this particular show. But we were talking about, I was talking about on that particular show, you know, one of the, the main things is the limited uh, paralegal licensures that are going on. And I was honored to be asked, and unfortunately I wasn't able to attend in person, but uh, be part of a think tank with the University of Denver on um, some of the um, new limited paralegal um, licensures that are coming out across the United States and helping discuss as a group, uh, as part of this think tank, what, you know, the standards should be and, and how we should be helping as a think tank drive some of the conversations with a lot of these respective state Supreme Courts or state bar associations that are coming online with these limited licensure programs. A very dear friend of mine uh, that lives in Arizona, and I won't call her out by name, but she knows who she is, um, recently passed the Arizona licensed paralegal program there in Arizona and in family law. And so proud of her for doing that. And I think there's over 15 in certain areas that Arizona has. And looking forward to seeing what they create and what they do and drive for 
the access to justice in Arizona and across the country. And so being part of that particular think tank, um, I'm really excited to continue that work and help um, drive the conversation in a positive way to really help our country and help our population have better affordable access to justice. And so that was one of the the trends that I talked about this year. And um, Oregon is one that's, and you can add to the list, growing list uh, that has created a limited licensure program. And so one of the other trends that we talked about was you know, working from home and, you know, the the great resignation that, you know, the pandemic caused and people wanting the better work-life balance. And I see it constantly. Every job now that I'm seeing, you know, that's really driving the conversation of, quote unquote, what I'd say is a benefit is, you know, working from home or having a hybrid type of work life where, you know, two days in you're the office or three days in you're in the office and two days from home and things of that nature that really is, you know, helping people reflect and and have a better true work-life balance and be able to perform the work, uh, but also be able to enjoy life because, guys, life's way too short, right? And we talked about that, you know, with that, legal technology is such a driving force right now. It has been always, but um, it continues to be such an important part of our skill sets as paralegals is staying on top of the technological trends that are happening. This year, and, and probably remember, I, I interviewed an individual, Maymay, who is with um, – company that deals with contract AI, and he actually presented at NALA's conference this past summer on AI and contracts and paralegals in the future. And we, I interviewed him on the show as well. And um, definitely go back and listen to that one. That's a great conversation because it's all about how AI actually assists. It doesn't take our jobs away. It only helps us perform our jobs better. And one of the other trends that I was talking about on that particular show that kind of dovetails into the whole AI and improving the work is process improvement and looking at ways to improve how we do our jobs and looking for opportunities for better collaboration, not just amongst, uh, you know, when you work in private practice or working in-house corporate legal department like myself, better collaboration amongst outside law firms, posing parties, legal technology providers, vendors, all those, you know, when we work together, legal operations professionals such as myself, you know, when we work together, we only help drive the conversation better and the collaboration better uh, amongst the delivery of legal services. And so this year, more and more companies, in-house corporate legal departments are looking for ways to, and it's not cost cutting because that's not the main driving force. It's about having to really think about how can we make it more efficient and bring more value? Because in-house, when we work in-house corporate legal 
professionals, paralegals, legal operations professionals, attorneys, we're trying to protect the revenue. That's what I always like to say is our whole goal is to protect the revenue. We're not a cost center. Too long has the in-house corporate legal department been called a cost center. We're really revenue protectors. Our whole game and goal is to protect the revenue that's coming in. So we're always looking for ways to improve processes. How can we automate certain workflows, things of that nature? And so that was one of the things I also talked about on that show was workflow automation. Another area that is so important is DE&I, diversity, equity, inclusion. And you guys probably remember when I had on the show, I interviewed Emmanuel Smith from, um, well, he's also Kansas City Chief NFL star, but he is with Justice Bend and the whole drive of providing better DEI initiatives within companies and law firms. And it's not just gender and race and, you know, sexual orientation as indicators of diversity, but it's also looking at different, you know, populations and different education and skill sets as also indicators within diversity and inclusion. And so it's important, it's such an important part of our work lives that we're going to see more and more and we're continuing to see more and more and not to cause strife and cause, you know, us to have to meet these certain benchmarks because corporate client tells us to do it. No, we should be doing it for making a better working collaboration. It goes back to my conversation about collaboration. And when we are committed to embracing and changing uh, and improving our DEI initiatives within a company and a firm, we only make ourselves better as a population. And so it's important for us to look at ways to be more inclusive, uh, to be more diverse. And even, hey, I mean, our sponsor, Nella, they have a whole DEI committee, which is fantastic. And they've produced a lot of. Uh, publications and and um, blurbs on their newsletters and things of that nature, and it's great because it's such a such a important part of our work life. One of the other things that is, you know, one of the trends that I talked about is legal operations, and you guys have heard me talk about it because that's you know a career pathway that I chose. I looked at ways to how can I continue to improve and grow as a professional and to use all my skill sets as a paralegal to keep growing. And legal operations was the best pathway because it has afforded me an opportunity to grow and continue to, you know, climb that ladder as a professional still not you know, giving up my paralegal life because I'm, you know, carrying all the national certifications and I'm still very active in paralegal associations. Uh, but it's a pathway that, you know, I found to grow. And I know many, 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 many paralegals that have grown into a legal operations role. And in fact, I know some of you guys have reached out to me on LinkedIn and emails asking, how do you do it? How do you get into it? So I encourage you, if you still have questions or, you know, are looking more at it, to reach out 
to me and um, email me. I'm not going away. I'm not leaving the planet. I'm still going to be around. I'm looking forward to the future that I've got, you know, carved for myself in the way of legal operations and providing additional things. And I'll talk about those things in a minute. So I know that you guys are probably sad with me saying that I am, quote unquote, retiring from being your host. But don't be sad because there's so much more coming to you with the amazing Jill Francisco. And so right now I am going to take a short commercial break. So when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about some of the other trends I talked about this year and also uh, talk about some of the um, other activities that I've been doing that has taken a lot of my time. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. Looking for a process server you can trust? ServeNow.com is a nationwide network of local pre-screened process servers. ServeNow works with the most professional process servers in the industry, connecting your firm with process servers who embrace technology, have experience with high-volume serves, and understand the litigation process and rules of properly effectuating service. Find a pre-screened process server today. Visit www.servenow.com. Filing court documents, serving legal papers, collecting electronic signatures, all critical parts of the litigation process, yet ones that are time-consuming and error-prone. But what if you could do more straight from your case or document management software? InfoTrack automates data entry, document selection, tracking, and information syncing across all these core tasks and more by integrating with your core systems like Clio, Smokeball, Leap, MyCase, and others. Spend more time on substantive legal work and less time on busy work. Learn how simple it can be at infotrack.com simple. Delegate out those tasks that take up your time. Staffy can help you with your legal, administrative, marketing, and even client-facing workload. Hiring Staffy's top-notch bilingual virtual staff means Staffy does the recruiting, hiring, and training for you. Then, if you need a change, Staffy handles it. You get to concentrate on your strategic work. Schedule a free consultation at staffy.cc. That's S-T-A-F-I dot C-C and get $500 off with code HAPPY24. Hey, Gee, what's up? Just having some lunch, Conrad. Hey, Gee, do you see that billboard out there? Oh, you mean that guy out there in the gray suit? Yeah, the gray suit guy. Order up. There's uh, all those beautiful, rich, leather-bound books in the background. That is exactly the one. That's J.D. McGuffin at Law. He'll fight for you! I bet you he has got so many years of experience. Like decades and decades. And I bet, Guy, I bet he even went to a law school. Are you a lawyer? Do you suffer from dull marketing and a lack of positioning in a crowded legal marketplace? Sit down with Guy and Conrad for Lunch Hour Legal Marketing on the Legal Talk Network. Available wherever podcasts are found. Welcome back to the Paralegal Voice. This is Carl Morrison, and we were... Uh, bemoaning the fact that I am stepping away from my podcasting duties uh, to focus in on other initiatives that I've got going on in my life. But before the break, we were not just talking about that, but we were talking about a lot of the trends that I was talking about earlier this year, because 
hello, it's Christmas time, uh, which I can't believe it's already December. So much has happened. And so one of the other areas that I was going to talk about that I mentioned in the January show was about ALSPs, Alternative Legal Service Providers, and, you know, it being such a a huge industry, $11 billion industry when you talk about ALSPs. And those are there to provide corporate legal departments and law firms specialized expertise in areas and to, to really help streamline and make more efficient the use of an attorney's time and money uh, for the corporate client to be able to to provide the legal services uh, in an efficient way. Because again, like I said, we're all getting a little nervous, especially now. I'm sure you guys have seen on the news and threats of recession and, oh, no, we're not going to be in a recession. We're going to be, you know, the inflation's not going to be as bad. Well, now they're talking recession again, the potential of a, you know, recession next year or, or by 2024. And so it's making everyone nervous. And what we can't do, especially us, paralegals, we have the, the power to do it, is not to th- worry about, you know, the potential of recession hitting. We have to think about ways that we can make things more efficient. How can I improve this particular process? How can I improve the intake of client, you know? Is the form that I'm using too long? Can it be streamlined and more automated? Can I do provide to a potential client a, a you know questionnaire via you know Survey Monkey that they can fill out before they even show up for their appointment? You know, think of creative ways to streamline and make more efficient, because when you do that you are demonstrating to your employer that you're thinking above and beyond what's being asked of you and you're trying to improve so that when, because it'll happen eventually, I'm sure, when we get to that point when we have to tighten our corporate, you know, belts, if we've already implemented new initiatives and ways to streamline and cut costs or improve costs already now, then we're already saving money for the long term when there are certain things that have to be looked at from budgetary reasons. And so, you know, thinking of ways to improve are, are what you need to be doing, period. Whether we're in the throes of a, an amazing economy or in the throes of a recession. I've even heard, you know, dark talk of a depression. And it's like, I don't know that we'll get to that point. I don't know, maybe, maybe not. But if we start thinking now and start improving things now, we're only going to help ourselves in the long run and actually improve the delivery of legal services, which leads me to one of the other trends that I was talking about earlier this year and agility. When you're agile and being able to move quickly and efficiently and effectively, then you're only helping your firm. You're not just helping yourself, but you're also helping your firm. And and I talked about on the show that, you know, there were firms that weren't agile in the midst of the pandemic. They didn't know how to pivot to moving from working to an on-prem type of, you know, format to working, you know, strictly cloud-based. And unfortunately, some of those firms had to shut their doors because they didn't know how to, you know, 
react and, and be more agile. And so, but those that blossomed and haven't, you know, grown even in the midst of it were those firms that, you know, had greater agility and the, the ability to move more quickly and getting away from those siloed methods of practicing law is, you know, automating the processes, thinking of ways that you can make certain processes move more efficiently. And so when we do that, we're only helping. And so those were some of the areas, some of the trends that I talked about this year, and everything is right on target. That's everything that has been happening professionally. Um, There's so many great articles, even on some of these topics like AI that, you know, the Facts and Findings magazine that Nala puts out talked about DNI initiatives, legal operations, the list goes on. And so I challenge you guys, uh, the listeners, to stay on top of, you know, the trends and listening to people like Jill and other podcasts uh, out there. New one comes on line all the time and um, there's a lot of great content out there and so when we stay on top of the trends then you don't you know you're not so apt to fall behind and so it's important to stay on top of the trends one of the things that I was also going to talk to you guys about that I've been doing this year that I didn't really talk much about on some of the shows because I was really wanting to spend more time with my guests, but I've been doing a lot of, and have been invited to speak at a lot of different legal conferences. The International Legal Technology Association, ILTA, ILTACON, I spoke in D.C. earlier this year, uh, this fall actually, on legal operations and outside counsel management. I was invited to speak at Solid, which is put on by Cowan, David Cowan and his group uh, that was in New York City and was invited to speak on legal operations and what it takes to get into legal operations. Spoke at the Chief Litigation Officers Forum in Florida just earlier this month, which was an amazing opportunity to speak about one of my always my dear love of litigation and actually speaking from the corporate client uh, perspective. Most of the attendees at that particular conference were all law firms and lawyers. And so it was great to, to share with insight and a lot of great feedback from the panel that I served on uh, on that particular topic. I've spoken at Concero a couple of times on legal operations, a couple of different topics within the legal operations world. Uh, spoke at Mitratech, which is a technology, legal technology service provider on legal operations. And so this year I have been doing a lot of the speaking gig. I spoke at the Corporate Legal Operations Consortium in May on Legal Operations 101, and which we're going to be doing again next May in Las Vegas again, which is great because I live here, so I don't have to travel very far. But Carl has been racking up his miles this year, which was kind of funny because it was, you know, I didn't think I was going to be traveling. Traveling was not what I kind of foresaw it was funny that all these particular gigs that people were asking me to, to speak at, you know, I was saying yes months and months ago. And 
Didn't really stop and think about, wow, wait a minute, um, I got to travel between these and I've got to work. I got a full time job I have to do. And I was in the throes of the middle of a merger and acquisition, uh, our company being acquired. And so that was an interesting dynamic, as well as, you know, for those of you that know me, I serve on the American Bar Association. Paralegal Education Approval Commission. Uh, I was recently just appointed to the commission as a commissioner. I've been a site team member going and reviewing programs, but now I'm actually part of the commission itself, which is a great honor to serve uh, on that to help improve paralegal education. And so that and and helping a paralegal program actually hit the refresh button on their program and strengthening it. Carl's been a very busy boy of recent. And so with all these different um, things that are happening, I can't do it all. And unfortunately, I had to reflect on, you know, a decision to have to let some things go. And unfortunately, I made a decision that I needed to step away from uh, the paralegal voice. And I will tell you guys, it was not an easy decision for me to make because I enjoy speaking to you guys. I enjoy hearing from you all, uh, reaching out. All the emails that I've gotten from the listener's voice from you guys on topics that I've shared and you wanting feedback. And I've so much enjoyed spending that time with you guys. It was like a lot of family and friends. Uh, You guys just aren't listeners to me. You're, You're actually friends of mine. And so having to make that decision was not easily made. Uh, but I also have to think about my mental and physical health, and I can't do it all. Unfortunately, I'm just one person, but it's been an amazing ride, and I'm honored to have been doing this for you know, the past five years now, which is a great time. I was thinking about um, when I was leaving work today and I was coming to home to record the show. And I was thinking about some of the shows that I've done over the years and, you know, Lisa Stone, which is also a friend of mine, but uh, talking about, you know, the the aspect of the legal industry and pop culture and the intertwining of the two. I loved doing that with Lisa. I thought that was a fun show. I loved doing the show with uh, Aaron Levine of Hello Divorce and talking about, you know, creating a divorce app, um, her and her paralegals that work for her, her understanding the importance of having great paralegals as part of the, you know, team to all the different, you know, hosts or excuse me, guests that I've had on the show talking about so many different varied topics. I've enjoyed every single one of them. I've not had a show that I didn't like it's been a lot of fun, a lot of work, but it's also been a lot of fun. And so I want to end the show with, you know, a note to you guys that I'm here for you. I'm always here for you. And no matter what, even if you're not hearing my voice on a podcast, I'm always here. I'm always just an email away 
devotedtolaw at gmail.com. That's D-E-V-O-T-E-D, the number two, L-A-W at gmail.com. You can always find me on LinkedIn, uh, follow me on social media, keep in touch with me. I want to hear from you guys always. And no matter what, you ever have a question or comments or concern about the paralegal industry, holler at me. I, I want to talk to you. I'm not leaving, like I said, I'm not leaving the planet. I'm here for you guys. I'm here for, to listen to you always and know that you have a mentor that maybe he's not right there with you, but he's always just an email away and I will always mentor you. Uh, so with that, I'm signing off for the paralegal voice and know that you are being left in great hands with Jill Francisco. And so with that, guys, take care of yourselves, stay true to each other, be good to each other. And I look forward to continuing to speak with you guys soon. So thank you for listening to The Paralegal Voice, produced by the broadcast professionals at Legal Talk Network. If you'd like more information about today's show, please visit LegalTalkNetwork.com. Find Legal Talk Network on Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn, or download Legal Talk Network's free app in Google Play and iTunes. And reminding you, I'm always here to enhance your passion and dedication to the paralegal profession and for you to make your paralegal voice heard. Love you guys. Bye-bye. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of, nor are they endorsed by Legal Talk Network, its officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, or subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer. 